0: so welcome back i'm guy bartlett the founder of the business buyers club and co-founder of the fidelis group and in this second video we're going to continue our interview with phil jepson and explore a bit more about what happened after he had his light bulb moment which he described in the previous video if you've not seen that go back and and watch that we'll give you a nice intro to to this one uh, and we would explored phil's experience of transitioning from an employee to a business owner but discovering that in fact he just owned a job Uh, and how could he make that move, therefore, from um, being uh, an employee working for a a demanding boss to being a self-employed lunatic working for an even tougher boss himself. So that was a really interesting video. And and in this one, we're going to explore with Phil what what happened, um, what led him to that conclusion and what he did next about it. Uh, And so without further ado, welcome back to Phil. Phil good to have you back on the video. Uh, really enjoyed that first uh, video that we did and the discussion that we had and we left the video talking about you in 2016 waking up one morning and having a a light bulb or flash moment or whatever it was so talk us through that tell us what what happened and and what thought process you you went through
1: okay so having realized i was the hamster on the wheel uh, and i'd paid for the wheel as well which was even worse yeah um the question was what what to do yeah and the honest answer was I didn't know I knew that I needed to change and make changes but I at that stage I couldn't see the road ahead where it was going so um what I did whilst I didn't know what I was going to do long term was First thing is, let's make this business smaller and make it actually more manageable so that it's more pleasurable and takes okay. the stress off. Yeah, interesting. So mm-hmm. I actually went through a process over the next probably 12 months of just consciously shrinking the business down. That's really and interesting. pretty much everyone who worked for me at that time left.
0: Okay, so that's really interesting. So you've you started the company with big ambitions and excitement and, and all the rest of it. And you've grown it and you've built this yeah. machine that ended up sucking all of your time and energy in a way that it wasn't fulfilling what you wanted. And then you, you said, right, okay, we need to need yeah. pet it back. So we kind of went like that and back down yes, again. Yes, absolutely.
1: Which is really interesting. So it was back to basics. And my daughter was working for me at the time and I, I had an outside consultant. Please don't tell me you sacked your daughter. No. <laughs> we had an outside consultant who was helping advise me through the process. Mm. Uh, And I sat down with him one day and I said, to be honest, if it ends up with me and Bethan sat in a room on our own for two of us, that's fine. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this work and to actually come out of it with something which serves me rather than the other way around.
0: So at that point, did you explore what I would call business model? Did you go back to basics and say, what have we got here? We've got a company, we've got people, and we've got a thing that we sell. Did you did you look at what that model was, how that, how that worked as a process? Mm, honestly?
1: No. no. Um, and that was, well, it was partly because at the time I, 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 I didn't know enough about the right things. Okay. And it was also partly because I was still in it too much to be able to step out of it yeah. and look, yeah. look down on it properly and get some perspective. And the key, there was a number of, there's a number of steps in the process that I needed to make. Um, and, and I hadn't at that stage, I hadn't taken them. So I just knew that I needed to make it more controllable so that I could get on top of it. Mm. Um, it wasn't all about money. It wasn't about how much can I earn? Cause had done the thing where, you know, with 12 people in the business, I wasn't making any more money than I'd been making when there was four or five people in the business. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there was no leverage. Was that, was that a classic case of, um, profit, uh,
0: sorry, turnover being vanity and profit yeah. being sanity.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as you grow, not only uh, your overheads grow, but the complexity grows exponentially as well. And I just have more hadn't, people, more problems. Yeah, but not times two; it's mm-hmm. squared or cubed. <laughs> um, so you'd I, like to cube them? Yeah, sorry, that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, recycling business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just, I, I, just wasn't there. I hadn't, I hadn't thought through all that. And I'd done an MBA. i I'd, mm. I'd, I'd done the business school thing. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. again, they don't teach you to be a business owner.
0: Isn't that interesting? So, so you, you you're highly qualified, highly intelligent, yet stuck for all of that training, yeah. technical knowledge, still stuck in the reality of what it takes to to yeah. to run a business or, yeah. or grow a business. Yeah
1: and the the, ne- the next step in that two words robert kiyosaki
0: okay yeah um, for those that are watching this video that don't know the name because some might not robert kiyosaki founder of rich dad poor dad curiously exactly the same source for me of that moment of if i always do what i always did i'll always get the same result so yeah. i was earlier than you to that conclusion so probably around about 2004, I think, 2005. I had a habit at Christmas time of going to Waterstones and buying a couple of books that I thought might inspire me. And in that year, I bought Rich Dad Poor Dad, The Cash Flow Quadrant, which is one of his books. Never heard of the guy before, just saw the book. It was purple, attracted me. And I also bought Peter Jones's book. And to this day, I never read Peter Jones's book. But I read uh, Kiyosaki's book, and for me, it was a massive light bulb moment because he talked about this concept of the kind of employed, self-employed business owner and investor. And in my head, like you, I owned a business, but I didn't, I owned a job. And I was like, oh my God, I need to move from this side of the quadrant to the other side to genuinely own a business. And Brad Sugars' definition of a, of a business is a, you know, a profitable enterprise that works without me was that kind of, other, that other component of, mm, okay, I need to change yeah. what I'm doing.
1: It was interesting, because I'd done the action coach thing, and I'd, I'd actually went to see Brad Chuggers yeah. year, years before. Yeah. Um, but the thing which made the switch for me was not so much that I knew how to run a, you know, theory, theoretically, anyway how to run a business, but it was this idea of what is an asset. Mm. That was the key concept for me. It's yeah. understanding that an asset is something which you own, which generates revenue, Yes and if it isn't generating revenue it's not an asset. Yes. And that's th- yeah. the thing in this idea that we all own houses or a lot of us own houses but mm. your house is not an asset. People no. think it is. No. But it's not it's a an liability. asset. It's a liability Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. And it was only when I read that book that I understood why and yeah. and so then I I also um got into this whole 4-hour work week thing as well around about that time. Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah Tim Ferriss. And yeah, and again yeah. with him it's about owning things which generate revenue. Yeah. Not entirely passively, but where there is leverage. Mm. And, and I suddenly realised this is the way, this is how you do it. Yeah. But what I didn't know then was, for me, what that would be. Yeah. So that took me part of the way along the journey, yeah. but, but, but only part way. So, so a bit
0: like me then, it's interesting. So you, you had that revelation, you had that core sense of something's got to change. Mm. I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm not getting what I thought life was going to look like. I need to do something different. And you went to reference sources, you went to a book, you did some exploration, you looked at other people's stuff and thought, ah, okay, I'm starting to see there's a different way to go about this, yeah? So you kind of paid the business back. Yeah. You'd done that sort of analysis of what you wanted, what you didn't want. I think half the, the problem is, it's certainly in coaching for me, I say to people, what do you want? And they start telling you what they don't want because they haven't identified what they do want. It's that active component of, yeah, but what do I want? What's the, what's the future pace in NLP terms? What, what's my vision? And spending time trying to hone your vision is more demanding than just doing a list of things that you don't want, because that doesn't really get you anywhere. But I guess you went through that, that process.
1: Yeah. yeah, I did, and I, I, I knew there were certain things I wanted, but I, I, it wasn't very clear. And, mm. and, and this was actually the next step on the journey was was helping me with that mindset mm-hmm. and actually doing something about a growth mindset and starting to understand yeah. what that is yeah. and um, what were the, so what were the triggers then
0: what were the things that you read or listened to or or heard that helped you to start to get clarity around that
1: um, all credit goes to my daughter okay because um, in in two, the, the, the situation I talked about went on for a while, mm. but in um, early 2018, Bethan came home one day or came to our house one day and said, I've bought you the best birthday present ever. <laughs> and I went, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. that. Chocolate cake. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good. I said, Oh, brilliant. What is it? He said, I've got you a ticket for an event. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. What, the is, it? Genesis, the what is it? The What is of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, if yeah. it had been. Yeah. Um, so she said, it's a business conference. Mm-hmm. It's a five-day business conference, okay. and it's going to change your life. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So I said, yeah. Where is it? It's in Los Angeles. Mm. Okay, in November, so I'm like, fine, yeah. And she said, and all you have to do is pay for your own flights and accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> Half
0: I've, got a you, present. I've got you, Half the ticket. Present. Yeah, I've got you, I've got you the ticket. Yeah. So,
1: um, a lot of people would have gone, I'm not bloody going to Los Angeles for five days in November to sit in some conference because it's mm. like, mm. Mm. but when your daughter's bought you a ticket, even if you're going to end up having to invest significantly yeah. to yeah. take advantage of it. You, you do it, don't you? You yeah. do it. So yeah. I went. And, and, and who was that with then? J.T. Fox. Okay, yeah. And Bethan had started. And what year was that? This That's was 2018. 2018, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Bethan had started so, doing stuff with him. So just to go back a step then, so
0: 2016 you had that revelationary yep. moment, it's like, yep. okay, something's gotta change. So in that two year period then, 2016, 2018, mm. was that reading, researching, yeah. Pairing back the business, trying to get some balance. Yeah. In your yeah. It,
1: it took, cause it, obviously you don't pair back a business overnight. No. Because I needed money from the business to make a living. Yeah. So yeah. So it, pay it, bills. It, it, I had to, uh, scale the business down in a managed way mm-hmm. so that yeah, I kept the income, kept paying the bills and, and yeah. we reduced the business. It, it went down to four people in the end from 12. Yeah. Um, and it went down to probably. Uh, certainly less than half of the revenue that we would had, but I was still sure. making okay. a living out of doing it. And that took, that probably took the best part of 12 months. Yeah. And then there was a period of, okay, we've done that. What now?
0: So let's just explore the idea of that, that business event. So I, I know a little bit about J.T. Yeah. Fox. Um, I know he's very American, uh, as in, you know, the, the whole kind of razzmatazz and energy oh, and so on. Yeah. But I, I just want to explore two components of that. So in my experience, I uh, I got my first ever business coach, which was Robert Kiyosaki's um, organisation. Mm. At the time, my wife was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, well, you know, something doesn't yeah. change. Yeah. So it's the first time I'd ever had a coach. That coach introduced me to the idea of different pillars of, of wealth and investing. Yeah. We talked about assets. From that, um, I explored the world of property investing. Now, up until then, I was very traditional upbringing. My house was my home, my home was my house, that was it. I never really thought about investing in property. Met a guy called Simon Zutshi, who to this day is a good friend of mine, founded a property investors network, um, very successful in coaching and training people and in investing in property. Kind of opened my eyes, uh, went to one of Simon's seminars, thought, this is really good. But the best thing about that wasn't property investing it was personal development mm. and yeah. was it the case for you as well that the the component of personal development was just as important as the content perhaps with, yes. with JT. Fox would yeah. you say that that's yeah. true
1: yeah okay. yeah it was um, well that's what it, that's what it's all about really it was about mm. uh, I mean the thing about JT is actually Canadian but ah. um, um, it's not Erasmataz. I mean it's it is Jimmy. He's, no, he's very They're really passionate Canadians. about what he does. Yeah. But his whole thing is actually we're not walking on red hot coals here. Yeah. We're actually going to help you be better business people. The yeah. whole thing is geared at yeah. at business and being better at it. Yeah. In what whatever way that you want to do it. Yeah. Um so going along and seeing that in action and actually meeting what I call proper entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and spending five days just completely immersed in that yeah. world. Yeah. Um, was, was incredible. And actually Beth and my daughter and David, my son came with me, the three of us did it together. Mm-hmm. And, um, it changed all of us, um, to the extent that at the end, I mean, there was lots of stuff you could buy. Most of it, I didn't. But David and I, my son, did go and buy some coaching. Mm-hmm. And we actually sought them out and said, we want to okay. do this, we want to buy coaching because yes. yeah. clearly we need it. Yeah. We're here, we want to be somewhere else. Yes. We need some input. Yes. Um, and that, the key shift there is it's this difference between thinking, what is this going to cost me which is how a lot of people look at stuff, and what could it make me, what's which my, is the, yeah, the growth my, mindset. What could I get out what, of it? What's what my return I, on investment? Yeah, what could I do yeah. with it? Yeah. And that, if, C- I, if curious, I hadn't had that shift, I wouldn't be here now. Yeah.
0: Curiously, I had a similar thing, but on Simon's course, I met a great bunch of people, um, but didn't buy any property. I had some property, mm. but I didn't buy any more. Because for me, what I learned from that was my return on time was my equation and the time I could spend buying a company yeah. as opposed to buying property didn't compare so I could make much more money and build longer-term infinite assets continuing to do what I'd done and I also got but I also got a lot of self-confidence because people I met on that course were really impressed with what I'd done and up until then I was very much on my own I was just kind of doing my thing yeah. and you know working my way through the process but not entirely sure whether i was doing it right and like i said before i've made lots of mistakes as well so my self-confidence was not perhaps as high as it could have been so it was a little bit of validation and it was off the back of that that one of the guys i met said you've got to write your book and i went what book you haven't a laugh when would i have time to do that but you know he helped me to to write my book which came out in 2010 i think twenty twenty twelve. so and the classic thing, I don't really know what to do with this. But, mm. but it was nice to write the book and tell the story. Um, but that personal development, that, that sense of where I can go next, that, you know, it, it's, uh, in, in, in adventure training, which I'm uh, qualified in, it's that we call it stretching the envelope. Once you stretch the envelope, you don't go back. Mm. You can't go back to where you were. And I guess that was yeah. what you found from, from doing your course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you, you had your degree, you had your experience, you had your MBA but that shifted your mindset yeah you, i needed said. to
1: be i needed to be shown a different way of looking at yeah. things yeah. and then i'd been to see jt again in manchester in february 2019 okay which was a a different kind of it was very much a focused business event two days um, and again i didn't there was opportunity to buy stuff mm. off his at that i didn't really do that because I already had the coaching going on, but again, it, it just reinforced um, the 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 mindset, the positive mind, not positive mindset, the growth mindset. Yeah, and investment approach. return, yeah, investments. So
0: it is. Which which neatly goes back to Robert Kiyosaki's concept yeah. of, of being an owner of assets, whether that's businesses or investments, so that those assets make yeah. money for the lifestyle that you want. Yes, and absolutely. And landscape. it was
1: only shortly after that that you contacted me. Mm. Um, you probably didn't even realise you were contacting me, but... Um, Pro- probably Wendy, because he's yeah. really good at that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you wrote me a letter. Yeah. Or someone wrote a letter in your name and sent it to me. <laughs> but there was a letter. Yeah. Um, Something landed in your intro.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it was on my desk. It was sitting yeah. in the middle of my desk. I'd been out. Yeah came back in, this thing was on my desk, and it's was like, mm. what's this? Opened it, mm. and that letter changed my life. Good, good.
0: So before we get into that, let's just explore a little bit more about the, the idea of the business model really. So I think this is really important because it's, it's critical to what we do now and what we encourage others to do, but it's also critical to the people that we meet, the businesses that we want to acquire. And it's that, it's that idea of Business model. So, as a kid, I've said it lots of times. I was fascinated by these guys that went out and bought companies, that they're all London-based, and I assumed, you know, it wasn't for the likes of us from up north with flat caps and whippets and so on. Um, and yet, I found myself in that space doing the thing that, as a as a boy growing up, I was fascinated by. And I guess, in a similar way, but from a different direction, you'd end up in a, in a similar place, going, "Oh, this is possible." Mm. So. I guess the JT Fox process helped you to understand business models, particularly owner-managed businesses, perhaps in a way that you hadn't before? Is that, is that a fair I assumption? I think uh, uh,
1: that's, I mean, interestingly, um, JT got interested in buying businesses, mm. but that came a bit later. Um, at that point in time, there was a lot of talk about the whole idea of investing in assets. Mm-hmm but most of what they were doing was real estate related and a lot of the people yeah. in that space were doing real estate investment of one sort or another yeah. it wasn't buying businesses so yeah. that that actually emerged in their world a bit later in that mm. in that year
0: so in that in that space where you were looking at the idea of buying companies mm. did you get the letter before or after that idea was no, it was the head. letter
1: that triggered it okay. right because i, I it 's crazy when I look back on it, but I just hadn 't realized a it was a thing and b that it was actually a thing which someone like me could do yeah, and yeah. that 's crazy because, as you said you know i 'm an educated person yeah i 've got lots of experience in in yeah. business i'd yeah. started my own business yeah i 'd done an MBA yeah. and I still hadn 't realized you could do this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's exactly what I went through. You know, when I reached that point of like, how do we do this? Um, you know, but the likes of us don't do this. Well, actually, the likes of us do and can. Uh, I was perhaps a bit earlier to that realization, but, you know, similar to you, really, probably similar age as well. So I, I think that's, that's <laughs> it's so exciting to hear you say that, because that's always been my message that anyone can do this if they put their mind to it. One critical question around that I just want to explore with you is do you think, having been through what you've been through so far and we'll go we'll go back to that in detail, but yeah. just in principle, exploring that idea is anyone can do this. Do you think that's true, or do you think there is a, a level of experience in business um, that is essential for you to be successful, or is it something that anyone can pick up a book and go on a course and 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 do what's what's your take around that?
1: I, I don't think there's a set amount of experience that you need to have in order to be successful in, in buying businesses. Mm. I do think you can't learn it from a book. Mm. And also, there aren't many places out there where you can go to pick up what you need in, in any sort of granular detail. Because yeah. there is a lot involved in it, and most of the courses and most of the books that have been written about it they, they talk about the high-level stuff, but they don't... When you get home and sit at your desk by the phone thinking, right, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> they don't help you with that. Yeah. So actually, it, 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 it's the, the support. It's probably as much as anything about the support, because a, a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds could do this. It's not about how clever you are. It's not about how well-educated you are. Um, you need to have, you've got to be persistent, you've got to be diligent and all that stuff. But actually, a lot of it is about the support, the network, um, as, you, as you go, yeah, as you go yeah. through it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what makes a big difference.
0: We're going to explore that in a, in a, um, in a future video. But uh, that's really interesting because I've been mulling this over. In the, in the experience that we've had in the Business Buyers Club, we've seen a lot of success. We've also seen people not achieve what I hoped they would achieve or even what I expected them to achieve, really, and human nature being what it is. Some of it is, you know, the next shiny thing comes along and people move off to the left. That's inevitable. But some of it is also almost like a failure to execute. And its it's been an issue for me because I always wanted everybody that came onto what I did to succeed because they should if they followed the a process. Um, but some of it is about um, self-confidence. Some of it is also about did they know enough about business or not? And that was the question in my mind, how much do you need to know about business to do this or are there other factors at, at
1: play really? Yeah, I think it, if someone doesn't, someone doesn't, there's two aspects to it. There's ultimately, are you gonna make a success of it and are you gonna be able to run businesses? That's a yeah, yeah. whole other ball game. The doing a deal thing If someone doesn't get to that point where they can do a deal, Mm. then that's more about persistence. Uh, It's more character. And also commitment, have they burnt the boat? If you've always got a plan B, you've always got an existing business, you've always got something else to go back to, you don't have to do a deal. Mm. And there's always easier things to do than doing a deal. Because actually getting a deal to happen is difficult.
0: Mm Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've, I've had some really nice occasions with, with mentees that I've, that I've worked with where um, more often than not, there's a conversation along the lines of, God, this stuff really actually happens. I'm going to have to do it. And you and I had that conversation. I've had it with various people along the way where you know, they're, they're, it's almost like a theoretical process. And then suddenly it's like, OK, yeah, I'll do the deal. And I had it. You know, I went through yes. the same thing. Um, so it was kind of amuses me and gives me a real sense of pleasure when that happens when I see that moment occur and I always want that for everybody that um, that I've coached and
1: and supported but they've got to want it for themselves that's the thing you can't make them no
0: you can take a horse to water and all of that so yeah yeah Yeah. okay fantastic we're gonna um, we're gonna pause it there Uh, we've got natural topic to come on to which is what you did next um, so, it's going to be really interesting, I think, in the next video. Um, thanks again, Phil. Um, really enjoyed that. Hopefully, the viewers have got some real further insight and understanding of, um, of the process and your experience so far. Uh, in the next video, we're going to explore the actual deal-making process and what Phil did next. So, if you've enjoyed this video, uh, like, press the buttons, do the subscribe thing. Click the bell thing because YouTube will send you uh, reminders of when the next video is broadcast. Um, but if you've, uh, if you've enjoyed it, then tune in for the next time. Until then, cheerio.